We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another Bring the Juice Colts podcast episode with your boys, Derek and Cody. And guys, we are just now recapping the Indianapolis Colts versus Detroit Lions preseason game, second preseason game for the Indianapolis Colts, and the Colts fall again just shy to the Detroit Lions, 27-26. to 26. Overall, some good things to take away, some bad things to take away. Uh, we'll go ahead and hop right into it here. But I think we can all agree here, Cody, that again, Sam Ellinger continuing to impress and really making a pretty good impression to say he could potentially be making a shot at backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I wouldn't doubt it, man, at this point. Like, I know people say oh, there's no way. Um, and I agreed with them to a point after week one because it was one game. But I said, man, if he continues to show out and yeah, I mean, I don't have an issue with it. My issue and I think our issue with with Sam Ellinger last year was what we saw in the preseason. You know, he wasn't doing these things. He was, you know, he did struggle to, to place the ball. It seems like he's definitely worked on that this offseason to get himself into the what he is now to where he is now, you know, he wasn't just a rookie last year. We do sometimes forget that. So I'm not opposed to it at all. If the Colts would feel comfortable, you know, doing something with him or maybe even keeping three quarterbacks on the roster. I wouldn't be opposed to that either. Um, All I, all that I have to say, you know, about that is I think it's more and more likely that Sam Ellinger is on this roster in one way or another compared, you know, based off of how, again, it is backup. So, you know, take it as you will, but, He's continuing every opportunity he's getting, man. And, and we've been hard on Sam Ellinger, and I think for good reason. I'll give credit where it's due, man. He he has looked excellent. Absolutely yes. excellent. He has. And even against backups, I mean, he's almost perfect. I mean, there's been very few times in the last two games. I mean, he's 19 of 22 for uh, over for over 250 yards and four touchdowns. You know, so, I mean, it's not like he's just looking good. I mean, He's looking dominant against these guys, and he has been making his progression. The way he has looked just looks totally different than what it was the last offseason. So take with it as you wish. Nevertheless, it is nice to see Sam Ellinger continuing to improve. Like you said, uh, Nick Foles 
went five of six for 56 yards. Wasn't much to take away from Nick Foles. Jack Cohen uh, looked really bad up until that last drive, obviously got the touchdown, but uh, really we all kind of assumed that, you know, Jack was just clearly not on the same level as Sam Ellinger. So really not much to take away from that, but what we can take away and a bad thing is the Colts rushed for basically 30 rushing yards, Cody on 16 carries. So actually on 17 carries. So, I mean, obviously this isn't entirely on the running back group. I think it speaks more to how bad the Colts rushing offense was from the backup standpoint outside of what we see in our starters. And that's a little concerning. It's concerning. We talked about it on stream, that right side of that offensive line. Um, that was, that was pretty rough today. You know, those backups. Um, and that, you know, that's concerning, I guess, in some degree, because um, we were talking about, you know, the interior offensive lineman, like who is that, you know, those other couple guys, I mean, Will Fries, and then who else at this point? I mean, we liked Wesley French, but I felt like he kind of struggled today a lot. So it's like, oh boy, you know, did the Colts feel like maybe now um, they need to maybe go address, you know, get more of a proven veteran in there, which I think even more so makes you know the Jason Spriggs cut even a little bit more puzzling because it's just like, why, you know, like. It's continuing to struggle. Why would you, you know, cut something that you already kind of feel like is a little bit of a weakness? So, yeah, I mean, we'll have to see how it plays out. Again, you know, some some cuts are going to be happening, so maybe we see the Colts add another player or two um, on this backup offensive line. But, yeah, today it was pretty bad, pretty terrible. Okay, so let's go from one bad part of the Colts today to a good part, and it was the unit that everyone was dogging on over the last several weeks. and. Today, it stepped up. Uh, the wide receiver group, Desmond Patman with a career day, five catches for 103 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Michael Strawn, his first day back, first game back from being off the PUP list, three catches for 45 yards and a touchdown. Samson Nequea, the one, one catch for 26 yards for a touchdown. He had a couple other guys make some big plays. DJ Montgomery had a catch for 22 yards. Alec Pierce had a really good catch early on the first drive. We saw him get really physical on that catch. You know, overall, Cody, I think it was great to see, like, this unit in general, like, there wasn't a lot of drops today. I mean, if there was a drop most of the time, it was because of bad placement by the quarterback. But this wider, like, in total, the receiving group in general looked really fantastic today. They did. And and that's what we wanted to see, right? The last two, you know, potentially one, two positions in this wide receiver room, you know, the number five and potentially number six. And I think it's more likely now that the Colts keep three tight ends. They keep, you know, maybe more wide receivers They keep six wide receivers. And so it's good to see two of these guys really stepping it up. You mentioned uh, it's kind of amazing, man, what Mike Strong's already been able to do in practice. And now in the preseason, he yeah. doesn't feel like he's missed a beat, man, you know, coming back. So great to see from him that he is just continuing his stellar, you know, preseason he had last year. And he's continuing to show out, especially with the question marks they have. Um, at the number five, you know, number six wide receiver position. Great to see him. And then Patman, a, kind of a guy that I feel like has been forgotten in this wide receiver room. 
great to see him start to step it up a little bit, you know, oh, maybe yeah. start to separate himself as, you know, a guy that could potentially make that back into the roster as well. So all that to say um, was really great to see these two guys show out when it kind of, they kind of needed to see something, right? Yeah. I think we said Strawn was one of the guys that we were really watching in this game. And so he's already starting to come into his own and you know, he's doing this Derek with only a couple days of practice under his yeah. belt. So I'm excited to see how he continues to grow, you know, as a wide receiver this year, working with Reggie Wayne. And if he makes the roster, I mean, we know this guy is talented. There's no question about that. But to do what he was able to do, really, with uh, under a week of being off of the PUP, that is very, very impressive. Yeah, he did it all on one drive, too. So that was very impressive. They just kept going back and back to him. Uh, again, some great throws from Sam Ellinger, too. I mean, it, it, Sam Ellinger... Uh, put a lot of dimes on Michael Strawn. So that made made it a lot easier for Michael Strawn to just get some separation and just make the catch. One yep. guy I was very surprised did not get any activity today, and that was Jelani Woods. I don't think I ever got a target in this game. So again, we we talked about it before this, like saying, oh, you know, we're keeping an eye on him. Is he going to get utilized a lot? Again, the Colts keep saying that, you know, he still has a long way to go. But if you're, I mean, if you're the Colts right now and you already don't have Ogletree, you're not using, you're not getting Jelani Woods involved very much in the preseason right now. I mean, is there an opportunity for the Colts? We keep talking about veteran wide receiver. Are we going to just see a veteran tight end at some point? Mm. Because you're, you're kind of slumped right now with just two guys. Yeah, I don't see it being out of the realm of possibility at this point. Uh, obviously, more of a guy that would be like a one-year kind of deal, right? But yeah, there's a couple vets out there. We'd have to look a little bit more in depth at, at like some of these guys, but I know there are a couple potential vets that could fill that role a little bit more. But yeah, we'll see how this plays out. I was kind of you know, honestly, like you said, a little bit puzzled that the Colts just did not look at Jelani Woods at all because I felt like this would be a game where you'd want to evaluate where you are at where you are at tight end right now, and it seemed like the Colts didn't feel that way. So, uh, just an odd kind of situation with Jelani for sure. Yep, we'll have to continue to keep an eye on that as we go along. But let's kind of go to the defensive side now. So, some good and some bad to pick from this. Uh, Let's just say first things first before we even get into the numbers of who looked good, who looked bad. I mean, the the Lions ran for over 150 yards on us today. Justin Jackson, seven carries for 54 yards. Craig Reynolds, seven carries for 37 yards. Godwin Egbuki, seven carries for 32 yards. Jamar Jefferson, seven carries for 25 yards. I mean, they're... Their top four rushers all averaged over three and a half yards a carry on us. They had, they had three guys average over four and a half yards per carry. So I understand, Cody, that this is the backups. We're not playing starters here. Of course it's not. But we need to say the same argument for what we did with the offensive line, right? It's the backups. It doesn't matter. It's concerning how bad they were. You got to say the same thing here. And defensive line was getting blown up on the defensive line, especially in the interior. Yep. Yeah, concerning considering some of the guys that were playing were, you know, you thought were going to maybe play some significant backup roles for you in that interior, like guys like Curtis Brooks, Eric Johnson, some of those guys, you know, were even getting blown up. And so it's just like, oh boy, uh, you don't want to see that, you know, from your guys. And 
I felt like the defensive ends looked a lot better than the defensive tackles in the backup interior, you know? And uh, so, yeah, I mean, all that to say, it is a little bit concerning. Also, Jojo Doman wasn't out there. So maybe that factors into it as well. You know, he's been one of the best players, you know, in those backup roles. So, you know, maybe that was a factor, but certainly the defensive line was getting, you know, pummeled in the inside all day long and the running backs weren't even getting touched for five yards. You know, it was bad. Um, so a little bit concerning there, you know, hopefully, you know, these guys are young at the end of the day. So, you know, one bad game doesn't necessarily dictate how you feel about them long-term, but certainly was a little bit concerning and hopefully just a, something that this team can, you know, learn from, grow from and move forward in. Um, but yeah, definitely did not like to see what I saw from that interior, but I will say this. I did like what I saw from a couple different guys at the defensive end position. Um, the guys that I felt like played really well today, obviously Dio Dangbo. I think he had two sacks yeah, today. Two sacks he looked really in that good. game. Yeah. Really good in the pass rush department. Uh, Efedio Denigbo, I thought looked really good as well. I thought he played well. Obviously, Taekwon Lewis, guy that started last year for you, he had a couple nice plays too. Mm-hmm. So I felt like a couple of those guys did. But man, tell you what, once again, Ben Banigou is invisible. Uh, I mean, I think this really hurt him. Today, and, and it today, sucks too because I saw multiple times he was close, but yeah, just didn't quite make the same impact he did week one. So yep. I mean, that's just kind of how it's been with him. Unfortunately, you know, it's like he shows a little bit and then he just doesn't do anything. You know, it's just like at the end of the day, you need guys who are going to produce and be there. And in guys like Dio and guys like Effetti, they've been there and they've been consistent. And that's more than you can say for a guy like Ben Banigou as talented as he is. I mean, there's some other guys that can fill that Leo position, too. You know, it's not like it's exclusively his to win and to have no matter how he plays. So definitely he has more opportunities clearly, but I didn't think it was a great day for his stock. Overall in the linebackers uh, department, I thought the linebackers did very well. I mean, clearly the best one was Sterling Weatherford, the undrafted free agent had his hands pretty much everywhere, had three solo tackles, three assisted tackles, had a pass block uh, a couple times, actually. I mean, Sterling Weatherford definitely has been the stud of this group uh, that nobody's really talking about. EJ Speed, obviously, in the beginning, did very well. Then you brought in a couple guys like uh, Weatherford, and you brought in a few other guys to come in, but uh, easily the best one was Weatherford. Yeah, for sure. Um, I will say this, you know, I know we're still talking about the defense, but I wanted to also talk. I thought Bernard Ryman looked really good today. I thought he had a nice game, you know, didn't really hear a whole lot from him on that left side. So that's, you know, no news is good news for Bernard Ryman. So I just wanted to throw that one in there. Oh yeah. And Forrest Ryan was also another linebacker today that had, Mm -hmm. was practically all over the field. Felt like he had more than just five tackles. So like he was, he was everywhere. He was everywhere today. No question. Uh, yeah. So linebacker the group, and honestly, I felt like the linebacker group is probably going to get the the sad end of the stick from some a lot of Colts fans because you know when we talk about the run game being as bad as it was, it wasn't really on the linebackers; it's on the defensive linemen allowing the offensive linemen to get to that second level so much and make those key blocks that just really tore apart this team. And I say the one linebacker that definitely had his struggles was uh, Trevor Denbow. Uh, He had a couple times where he could have made some big tackles, but then just bounced off of guys and never end up making the tackle. There was one, he had a play right in the backfield 
had the the running back at a dead stop and didn't wrap up. And then the running back ended up getting a 15 yard gain because he didn't make the tackle. Like that's the kind of stuff that is quick to get you kicked off this team very quickly. So that kind of stuff needs to be worked on, but the corners and the safeties, that was a fun time to talk about. Let's talk about the first one, Nick cross first Mm -hmm. half really showing again, just how explosive he can be. Had a couple tackles, had that really good red zone stop in the end zone there on the first drive to halt the Detroit uh, drive that was going on for that eight minutes prior to that. So Nick Cross, even though he, a lot of people think he could be a starter for you, you think that uh, he needs to get as many of these reps as possible, and he continues to show you that he's got some vague playability, man. Yep. I think for him and just for all these young guys, it's so crucial for them to get as many snaps as they possibly can, to, you know, to get the live reps. And Nick Cross didn't disappoint, man. He was, you know, even when the defense was struggling to stop the run, Nick Cross was there filling the gaps and making the tackles. Yeah. So he showed his prowess in tackling. He also showed his prowess in coverage as well. You mentioned that he had a really nice that pass breakup mm-hmm. on third down to start to halt that Detroit drive. And he's just showing kind of his athletic ability. I mean, we talked about it when he was drafted, Derek, like this dude was an athletic freak. And obviously the Colts felt like he was worth, you know, trading up and trading a future third round pick to go get him. And it's easy to see what the Colts saw and why they were so excited and so willing to trade up to get him. So I really loved what I saw from him today. Absolutely. And then you look at some of the other corners, uh, your four of your top five uh, tackle leaders today were all corners. Uh, The corners were definitely very busy Today, uh, you look at guys like Marcel Dabo was in there a couple times. Anthony Chesley had a couple really good plays early on. Wilcox kind of struggled. He was around from time to time, but Wilcox didn't have a great day. Uh, your guy Dallas Flowers, I think, made like four of his six tackles all on the same drive. I think he made like four tackles in a row uh, on the first drive of the third quarter. So Dallas came in, had himself one of those. Uh, Rodney Thomas had four tackles. Marvell Tell had five tackles, one assisted. Uh, the big one I thought for today. Now, I know Colts fans in general are going to say, oh my God, he gave up a touchdown. He looked stupid. That's terrible. Kick him off. Other than the one play that Tony Brown didn't know where he was at, Tony Brown looked really spectacular today. Was making tackles all over the field. Even made a spectacular tackle in the backfield for you. Had that interception off of Ryan and Weatherford's pass deflection earlier in the day. Tony Brown looked like the best corner on the field outside of um, Nick Cross. But he looked really good today. Other than the one interception he gave up, he looked very good today. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I've heard he really had a good day and improved his stock. And we all know, like, same with wide receiver corner outside of the top four. It's a question mark right now. There's yeah. a couple guys going for that position. I thought it would be Dallas Flowers, but, hey, you know, Tony Brown coming in and doing I want to give him credit, man. I thought he, he looked good. You talked about that interception. He was out there making plays. And so I'll give credit where it's due, man. Uh, great to see a guy like him who was virtually unknown by a lot of people coming up and making some plays. So I'm really excited for him and, and hopefully he continues, you know, doing that. You talked about that you got beat one time, but hey, that's going to happen sometimes. Last thing we'll talk about before we end this here, uh, Cody, they had the first two kick returns for the Lions. 
equated to 97 yards. That is something I know it's backups, but it is extremely scary to see how bad this special teams unit has been for the Colts since the preseason started. This is not just the Lions. There were multiple times in the Buffalo Bills games where they made it past the 35-yard line. Like, is it time to be a little concerned just how bad the Colts, like, kickoff team has been? It's not really been the the punt team. It's been mainly the kickoff team. Yeah, today was not uh, a vote of confidence, was it, for this special teams unit? So, uh, yeah, I mean... And at the end of the day, Derek, this is still preseason. I get it. Like a little, maybe a little bit concerning, but these are still things they're ironing out and figuring out. And there's going to be some of these guys inevitably who aren't going to make the final 53 man roster. So I'm not too concerned quite yet. You know, if it continues and lingers into the regular season, okay, we'll have a conversation. But as it stands right now, I'm trying not to overact too, too much in the preseason. And this is just one of those things that I'm not quite ready to go there quite yet. I got you. All right, well, that's going to do it for this one, guys. Again, this is the recap of the Detroit Lions versus the Indianapolis Colts preseason game. Lions win 27-26. to uh, Thank you guys again so much for the continued support. Let us know your thoughts on this game. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, guys, go Colts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.